0: The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will conclude a sermon in his Heavenly Authority series focusing on the great responsibility teachers in the church have to rightly divide the scriptures. And when we left off, Pastor read from James, where it says... Teachers will be judged more strictly. Here is Pastor Greg. Teachers are necessary. Just because James says, let not many of you become teachers, he wants you to understand how serious the position is. Teachers are necessary in the church. Second Timothy chapter 2, in verse 1. Paul says to Timothy, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit them and trust them to faithful men, that word there is translated faithful men, reliable men, trustworthy men, who will also be able also be qualified the word means competent to teach others teachers are necessary qualified men competent men who are faithful and reliable trustworthy tell them what i've taught you what you've heard about jesus christ from me from many witnesses and trusted that they can teach others teachers are necessary we need to hear the word of god but incompetent, untrustworthy teachers can do great harm to the Church. And there is a constant caution in the Scriptures against false teachers, just as we study there was against false apostles and against false prophets. If you look in Second Peter, we quickly read this section last time, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1, But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly, secretly, and this has happened in the past and we see it happening today, they will secretly bring in destructive heresies, destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. Even to the point, the error that they bring in, the heresy, destroys even to the point that their teaching will be to deny the Lord who bought them. And you have churches today that still bear the name of Christ, Christian churches where ministers who are educated in worldly wisdom get up and teach people things that deny the Lord Jesus Christ, the salvation in Jesus, the inerrancy of his word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus' words will never pass away. But they say, no, that's not true. This was changed. That was changed. Jesus didn't mean this. Jesus didn't mean that. And they rewrite the Bible the way they want it, and they teach the people, and those people say, well, he taught us. He must know he has a doctorate in theology from that university. He is a great teacher. We pay him a great salary. He must know and they walk away denying the lord who bought them that's how destructive false teachers can be to the church and they will pay a price their destruction he says is swift in verse 2 and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed and even in Born-again churches, sometimes ministers will go off on some tangent that goes beyond what the Bible says. They race beyond what the Bible says. They may take a truth and go off, and because of that false teaching, the Word of God falls under disrepute, becomes blasphemed, becomes uh, disgraced, because people say, well, that was a Christian church, and look what area they've gone off into. How false teaching, even in that type, can cause great harm. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. Deceptive words, exploit. That's one of the motivations behind false teachings. They, you, Their action is to exploit. Their motive is what? By covetousness, greed. That's their motive and they will exploit you and their method is to use deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. Judgment will be poured out on them. That word there, they very interesting, when it says, uh, by covetousness they will exploit you, use you with deceptive, deceptive words, right? That word there in the Greek is plastos, plastos, we get plastic from it. It means molded. Fabricated, artificial, false, fictitious words. They craft it. they mold their own image, like an idol, right? It's like idolatry. They mold this false image, this false teaching, these false words, and they exploit the people to their own benefit, for their own read. They make up, he'll say in the NIV, these stories, plastos. And then he goes on in verse 4, he says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and deliver them into the chain of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of they the preacher of righteousness, and he talks about Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, though he delivered righteous slot. And then verse 9, if he, you know, judged the angels, and he judged the whole society in the day of Noah, and he judged the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, Verse 9, then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly, the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed, and he goes on to talk how they even make charges in their teachings against angels. In verse 18, he says, for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. They allure by lust. It's the reversal of the gospel. The gospel sets people free from sin in knowing Jesus Christ. But he says in verse 19, while they promise liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption, for by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. They offer them freedom, a license to sin, not freedom in Christ from our past for the penalty of our sins, to be free in his spirit but rather a license to sin. And that's the bait, that's the trap that they use. And with their great words, their swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh those who have escaped or are escaping from those who live in error. People who live in error come out and are saved. And now these false teachers come along and they appeal back to their lusts and they put them right back in the place they started, it's a reversal of the gospel. Denying the Lord, denying his salvation, using his name perhaps, but taking them and bringing them to a point which is worse than the beginning. And if you look back, he says in verse 12, they're like natural brute beasts. He says uh, they will utterly perish in their own corruption. He says they speak evil of things they do not understand he says they will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who counted pleasure to carouse in the daytime he says their spots and blemishes carousing reveling in their own deceptions while they feast with you having eyes full of adultery they cannot cease from sin enticing unstable souls they have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children you see peter's really mad about these false teachers. They have forsaken the right way, verse 15, and have gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, covetousness, greed. They want for themselves, and it helps them to tempt the people to use the bait of this false freedom, this license to sin, because nobody has to change. If nobody has to change, they can swell up their ranks, their congregation. They tell them only the nice stuff, the good stuff, the happy stuff. Don't worry about all those different things you read in the Bible. Don't get convicted by it because you're free. And they entice them. They entice them to do the very things they were coming out of, escaping from. They have reversed the gospel of Christ for their own, their own benefit. He says in verse 17, These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Wow. I wonder if some of these ministers who are making a lot of money, you know, the average salary in New England for these ministers, the average salary is between 75 dollars and $80,000. They pay good salaries in this area to preach error to tell people, well, God doesn't despise that. He's changed. Things have changed. The Bible is different. We know better. You can do this. You can do that. To have services where they marry homosexuals. They can pay big money for it. I wonder if that money is going to seem so wonderful to them when it says here, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. After he says they promised him liberty, For they themselves are slaves of corruption for by whom a person is overcome. Whatever overcomes us, by him also he is brought into bondage. Just because we're free in Christ, we don't want to be in bondage to the world, or to Satan, or to the flesh. He says in verse 20, For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. And he gives an example of what false teaching leads to after being cleansed to go right back into the dirt. And the false teachers encourage it because it benefits them. And there are all types of false teachers from the purposely snake-like, demonic, New Age type of teacher to the pompously prideful teacher who for their own benefit twist the word and go off to draw the people. And next time, Lord willing, we'll see more cautions that Paul gives in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy when we continue the Heavenly Authority series. Father, we give you glory and thanksgiving for your word. Father, we pray that we each would be diligent to your word, to teach it properly and rightly, Lord God. For it is precious, it is the means for salvation, to bring many into the cleansing knowledge of your Son, Christ Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Our Sunday message is live-streamed on the Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel at 10.30 a.m. Pastor Greg is currently teaching on last-day events, and you will find a link to the channel on our website at shiarjashub.org.